This episode of the Quality Goods Podcast is brought to you by The Genius Brand, health products that are formulated to optimize everything. The Genius Brand has a ton of vitamins and supplements to maximize your performance, like their stimulant-free pre-workout, their leading nootropic, Genius Consciousness, featuring lion's mane and astragalus mushrooms. They also have products to maximize your chill, like Genius Mindfulness with Neurofactor to relieve stress and support cognitive function, or Genius Sleep Aid with L-theanine and a microdose of melatonin designed to be a non-habit-forming supplement to ease you into dreamland on those restless nights. Whichever area of genius you're looking to improve, there is something to help you optimize that. So check out thegeniusbrand.com today with code QUALITY upon checkout for 15% off. And if for any reason you aren't getting the desired effect from your product, the Genius Brand offers a 90-day money-back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Hit up thegeniusbrand.com today, code QUALITY at checkout and supplement smarter. On this episode of the podcast, we were sipping wine and feeling fine with the owner and winemaker at Nottingham Cellars, Mr. Colin Craner. Colin is a good friend of mine and a fellow podcaster as co-host of the wine and hospitality centric Through the Grapevine podcast. I've been an early listener and an early patron of Collins out in Livermore Valley, so it was a pleasure to finally sit down with him and have an extended conversation about everything wine. We laughed, he dropped some California wine knowledge, we drank some delicious Pinot from his label Tapicity, and uh, even if we didn't record this conversation for you all to hear, it still would have been a tremendously successful night in my book. So why don't you crack open a bottle of wine to this one, and uh, maybe you've got some Nottingham in your collection. But whatever you want to sip, let's just get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Gets Podcast. I'm Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson Jay. And tonight we have a guest that it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about this one for a while. Maybe not to you directly, but uh, amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that uh, I've been waiting for for a while. We got the, uh, the owner and winemaker of Nottingham Cellars and the co-host of the through the Grapevine podcast, we got Mr. Colin Craner joining us this evening. What's going on, my dude? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Happy we finally made this thing happen. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us. It's happy to be here talking to you guys. Yeah, talking cool. in person. Yeah, like yeah, a uh, rare one for us yeah. these days. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, but we you kind of have to make those transitional steps. You know, like if we want to really see progress back into society, you know, you get it's baby steps. Baby you know? steps. Yeah, but, you know, Stay stepping in stepping in the right direction. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. You know, quarantine. It's a, you know, safety first, always. You know. Yeah, we're still taking our steps. Yeah, it did make me feel good though. Today, I drove by the Oakland Coliseum, and the line to get off the freeway right there was was down the free stretch down the freeway. Yeah, so that's great. People are uh, out there getting vaccinated. Yeah, and you just see, I think, a little more 
unfortunately, but also you see the traffic kind of coming in, in spots where it was, we, yeah. you know, which knows that at least people are getting places they need to go and able to do a little bit. So for sure, but baby steps, man, you know. Yeah, seems like people are ready to start getting out and hopefully feeling a little safer. Uh, my parents got the first round and about to get the second round nice. pretty quick here. So Yeah, my parents are just sleeping. I'm like, guys, I'm pretty sure that you can go do that. You know? yeah. yeah, like talk to your friends and, and you know, yeah, hear you what's going on. You can make arrangements, sure. you know, yeah. like they say, like, you know, over 65, but like, nah, just yeah, try to get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, uh, there was a period of time where you could kind of like just go and they were, you know, they were trying to see 70 people an hour. And my buddy's a firefighter. He's like, dude, if we were seeing 10 an hour, I'd be surprised. Yeah. So well, hopefully it's ramping up. That's good to see here about the Oakland Coliseum. That's good. Yeah. And they're starting Popping. to open it up for. Popping. Uh, I, was dri- yeah, I was driving home from too. my lunch break and I was like, so man, bad. why is there so much traffic? And then I saw that and I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's, okay, that's that's excusable. Yeah. One step closer. Yeah, man, this this conversation would have been a lot different had we, it happened when, you know, we first kind of talked about this idea. I'm sure things in business for you is, you know, a complete a 180, yeah. 360. Who knows how yeah. many spins you've yeah. done yeah. since that time. Point, you know? yeah. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, honestly, I'm grateful for the team I have. Like, we got a just a badass team, Jeremy, uh, who's uh, also one of the co-hosts for our podcast through the grapevine, uh, actually joined our team at the beginning of the year. He was originally hired to go sell wine to restaurants. Um, he was coming out of the restaurant game uh, where he was a hospitality guy. And uh, yeah, obviously restaurants aren't buying wine right now. So that yeah. kind of went away real it's quick. Um, <clears throat> but we just, uh, you know, he's a strong hospitality mind. And then we have Emma, Rose, who does our or Emma Ryan, who does uh, our hospitality in house right now, and uh, we just, I for for whatever reason, people at the beginning of the pandemic were like, ah, this will be a couple weeks, a couple months, and just in my head, I just kind of had this feeling like, dude, be prepared for this. Like, it's time to get strong online. It's time to start selling wine and getting you know getting stronger on the digital front. And uh, we, yeah, pretty much just flipped what we were doing, stopped what we were doing, went and had a website, kind of like we had e-commerce before, but it was yeah. kind of suspect, kind of already knew, DIY, <laughs> you know? Um, and so we like, you know, and it's not, it's still not perfect. Like we got to keep getting better, but uh, like invested in that quickly and then started doing Zoom tastings mm-hmm. and just, we were, we were kind of like the first in our little area to kind of pop off doing that and then slowly everybody kind of hopped like, in oh, on that, that. Is, yeah. um yeah man that's something that uh I've yeah enjoyed that you've brought to the wine scene is you brought you've injected a little youth and uh you know i think that's evident in your podcast is that yes. you know you're bringing a voice to all these people like you know you have to really be in that scene to know about what's going on and you know you're like you know, there's so much good stuff going on right in the, the livermore valley it's like oh, yeah. if you're not there then how, how are you supposed to know what's going on? And you've really brought that to yeah. a, a wider audience. Yeah, Livermore Valley for sure. It's uh, it has its challenges. The one thing about you know what what I've always preached and what I've always been about since we've been there is, it's an awesome place to grow wine. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Um, it is small, like just by us, like you know, yeah. you know, acreage planted. We're only like two thousand planted acres versus Napa's like sixty thousand, or Sonoma's <laughs> like seventy, sniffing seventy five now. Um, so they're, you know, we're a very small region, um, and then with that, 
we've only got one, you know, big kind of national brand. Uh, two, if you count, Kin Can, Cannon's kind of dialed back um, their their national presence, but Wente is really like the face of the region. They yeah, own most of the absolutely. land, farm most of the land, and Great the rest of us are small. So, like yeah. you know, you kind of counted on that just local direct to consumer. People come in the tasting room, you sell wines to the local restaurant scene, and um, yeah, that at some point you got to kind of step outside yeah, that evolve. box. So, yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're doing what we can. Well, speaking of wine, what what have you got on the table yeah. right here, man? I'm, I'm getting a little thirsty. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Um, yeah, so, now I feel like I'm a part of your podcast. I know you guys yeah. stay sipping oh, over God. there. Dude, <laughs> sometimes, like we used to, when we first did it, the first studio we were uh, recording at, like we just, uh, we rented the space for like eight hours every other Friday. And we would just record like back to back to back to back, <laughs> like, yeah. like four or five in a day. Oh. And bro, like everyone would bring a bottle of wine by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. We would just be tanked. Like, yeah. like slurring. I, gotta, last episode, yeah. I feel bad for the Catch fourth, Uber fifth home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fourth, fifth guest that day just got like, you know, shitty questions. And like, so what kind of grapes do you use? <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Just I like, I'm going to let you talk. Take, yeah, take exactly. it away. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, this is a, this is a brand that um, my partner, Craig Plouf and I launched uh, a couple of years ago. Typicity. Um, so this is a single vineyard Pinot Noir from Sonoma Coast. Uh, we started producing uh, wines in 2017. At the time, Craig was working at Stephen Kent Winery, which is uh, another good winery in Livermore, um, just right around the corner. We had been friends for a little while. Um, we were going to make sure it's good to start, uh, start a um, brand, you know, that we were going to do something small. We didn't want to compete with his brand or my brand. Uh, we both, you know, really love Pinot Noir. Um, and then both of our brands are kind of focused on Cabernet. So uh, we kicked the tires on a couple things. And then we found a couple good vineyards uh, up in Anderson Valley, Sonoma Coast, and, and Santa Lucia Highlands. And we've kind of grown it. So this is Gap's Crown Vineyard, which is a pretty sick vineyard in Petaluma Gap area of Sonoma Coast. Um, a couple different cl clones of Pinot. And... I just like it because, you know, like with Cab and just Bordeaux style wines, at least what we got going on, it's it's not all about just getting as big as possible, but like there's a an expectation of like density and richness and like big mouth filling wines where Pinot, like you just need that to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. You know Cheers. what I mean? Cheers. 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 So it's... Uh, Cheers to your new, uh, your new brand, man. Yeah, appreciate it. We, yeah, we've been rocking for... This will be... Yeah, this was year three in uh, 2019, so we just bottled this. This will be coming out in spring, a couple months here. Yeah, it's nice, well-rounded. Yeah, easy drinking, tons oh, of fruit. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can drink that all day. Appreciate it, right? Yeah, and I yeah. will be drinking wine pretty much all day tomorrow. I'm going. I'm actually going wine tasting out in Livermore tomorrow. I'm oh, nice. Hitting uh, Dante Robert. They're doing <clears throat> some kind of release. My, my family is... Nice. Pretty active in the... In there, well, yeah. not, not lately in the wine scene, but... Yeah. yeah. They, they've had memberships uh, throughout the years and well at nottingham for yeah. a, a good stint of time oh yeah so that, yeah that's so how from i the ran beginning, into you yeah. the, the first time yeah. like after been the first little gap in life you know yeah man i heard you were doing some some wine stuff and uh yeah i, I, I was kind of really just getting more into the wine scene myself you know nice. that that was kind of how i really got 
more into it was Livermore Valley. My, yeah. my parents had, like I mentioned, multiple memberships out there and just being able to just hit every, pretty much every winery out there. You know, there, there's, yeah. a, there's how many wineries out there? We've got close to 60. Like it's, it's getting wow. oh, Okay. The, Maybe I haven't hit all 60, yeah. Yeah. Right? but I've hit a good yeah, portion of them. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's good for us in the Bay where not as far to get to there. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're all the pretty close to each other yeah. too. So you can just hit like one after that. I mean, you can only hit so many in a day. Yeah. yeah. It depends on how many podcasts you do. Yeah. Four or five trips. Because they have the the wine. They have like a wine trolley or something out there. Yeah. Um, all these things are a thing of the past right now. I feel yeah. bad that uh, yeah. Brian Luke owns the wine trolley. Good dude, but man, yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, one of those things. Just shit. COVID has not been kind to stuff like that. So. But yeah, to your point, Livermore Valley is certainly. I think the thing, the best thing about our region is. Um, just, you know, especially pre-COVID, just the ability to get around pretty easily. Winemakers, a lot of the time, are on site in the tasting room. You know, talk to the people that make it. Um, usually that's the owner is the winemaker, and it's, you know, tight-knit kind of family-run stuff. Um, and that's, a, like, you know, probably the most, I don't know, flattering part about Livermore Valley um, but it also can end up being its its own little down, downfall too. Mm -hmm. So with that, you know what I mean? Like as time goes on, if you're small and you stay small, like you can't grow, you can't yeah. bring in more talented people. Yeah. You, yeah, you got to strike while the iron's hot, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, so. cause the downtown Livermore is growing rapidly. I like the last time I went there was maybe uh December ish, but, uh, yeah. you know, there were, there were, I think there was a, maybe it was before that cause there was outdoor stuff and that. There was no outdoor stuff in December, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like the, just all the new bars and restaurants. I was like, oh my God, like this yeah. is popping out here right now. And it's wanting to pop off is yeah. what I should say is. is we know. got, we had a nice little surge there, especially like right when we got started, 2009 was when we opened the doors out there. And uh, I'd say from like 2009 to 2014, like it was just a flip of like what the town was to what it is real yeah. quick. And uh, the next, this next wave is kind of like a development uh, has been based around this uh, issue in town for a long time. There's a hotel plan that's been, you know, voted on for, and yeah, 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 like people, yeah, there's been like a, a lot of effort from some folks with a lot of money to try to put that on, on pause yeah. and really kind of slow the growth. And so what it's done is like on a lot of like local businesses, again, this is pre COVID spent yeah. a lot of time just battling that instead of like, in, yeah, in you know, to grow what you're doing. Yeah. yeah to off. bring tourism. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. in, we absolutely need it. There's kind of like a, there's like a underlying thought that like, you know, like the winery owners are, are getting rich out here and everyone else is like paying, paying the price. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, bro, this is like, dude, you got to buy grapes and barrels, wait two years, buy, you know, materials to bottle the wine, then wait another year. It starts sounding like this is, you know, stuff we invested in a couple of years ago. Yeah, and hope that it's doing, good. Yeah. Hope that you created a good product and that people want to buy it up. You know, wrong with a timeline like that. And like, yeah. if you're coming in with, you know, hedge fund cash and big stacks, that's one thing. But a lot of us are, yeah, you know what doing, I mean? Yeah. Scrappy dudes. Put everything together. To, yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're battling. We're doing all right. I mean, uh, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going and like, yeah. you know, face the challenges and that's just how it is. But, uh, it's, you gotta be, at least be aware of what you're up against. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, and like, like you said, this is a few year process. There's no way you plan for what last year was 
bring it to you, man. So that's a whole other thing you have to oh, like man. factor in, right? Like, man. For sure. So like 2020 with all the smoke uh, stuff that happened, all the fires, like that we basically were, you know, talking about bringing in 120 tons, which is kind of a small year for us for the last like couple years. Again, COVID trying to yeah. be a little more, mm-hmm. you know, just cautious in our mm-hmm. spending. We don't know what three years looks like. Yeah. You know, maybe the year before that we felt better about some things. Um, but, uh, with all the smoke and fires, we brought in like nine. Yeah. Wow. So like right now, that's actually kind of cool. I'm sitting on some cash that maybe I wouldn't have normally as a business because it all been kicked out. Didn't I see on social media, you you were like up in Sonoma when the fire, like first started cracking off. We, uh, (laughs) we had, it was an interesting harvest. So, I mean, one thing about our brand with Tipicity and then also what we've been doing up in Napa Valley for another new project that I'm getting ready to uh, take take on is uh, we cover a shitload of ground. So the wineries in Livermore and, you know, we're buying fruit down in Santa Rita Hills, which is like south Santa Barbara County, uh, all the way up into Napa, Sonoma and all over the place. And, you know, <laughs> we had one. Uh, basically, the, the, the way things were going with fires, Santa Barbara County, like was just this like anomaly where somehow none of the smoke really settled in in Santa Rita Hills or Santa Maria area. And they were kind of like the only coastal premium wine grapes in the whole state that weren't, that weren't just completely fucked by, by fires. Um, So we didn't actually plan on buying the Santa Rita Hills stuff. We were getting stuff, stuff out of Sonoma County, but like this vineyard gaps crown, we, we ended up walking away from the grower was just like, dude, don't take a chance. It's all good. Get you next year. Um, and then when all that kind of started happening, we got on the horn and found this vineyard down at Santa Rita Hills. And like we got, there was a lot of things going on. Like we're constantly testing for smoke taint. You could test for these compounds. There's only a couple labs that were doing this. You test so the they, soil or do you test the grapes? The grapes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you like, you know, if you're getting ready to get, you know, pick if there's fires, usually, you know, this is like a week turnaround for a, a test. ETS is one of the bigger labs was taking like 35, 40, 50 days to wow. get these things turned out. And meanwhile, it's, you know, it's 98 degrees outside. Like this is going to get ripe. It's going to start, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the game don't wait. You got to kind of harvest, man. You got to pluck them with it. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, I don't know what ripe. it's going to be, but <laughs> yeah. I know what the grape looks like that I need. Man. So we, uh, we, we, anyway, we found these guys, good, clean fruit down at Santa Rita. Uh, we, my, my partner and I drove down with a big ass truck. We are supposed to get grapes from another vineyard also. So we have like a rented 24 foot truck filled with grape bins on the back. We're going to go down, stop in Santa Maria, drop bins, go down into Santa Rita, start there in the morning, pick that fruit up, come back up to Santa Maria, pick up that grapes on our way back. We get down to Santa Maria, the vineyards it's gross bro it just mm. doesn't even look good you're so, caked yeah. you already know caked yeah. in ash we have like and that was where we we're gonna get like most of our stuff so oh. we got this truck full of bins and uh we anyway we drive down and uh we get the second fruit but by the time we made it back up there we drove down there were like 16 bins on the back of the truck we filled up four and we could have got it on like a flatbed. Anyway, we finished the day, you know, drive up from Santa Barbara at like three in the morning. Their fruits picked. Go work on the wine. Um, this is on uh, the glass fire started on a Saturday. And this is Sunday night that we picked in Santa Barbara. So Monday morning drove back. Coming back on Monday night, that's when the glass fire is just ripping. 
And uh, we're like, fuck it, man. We're going to take a chance. We're going to go pick this fruit up in St. Helena. Get up to the vineyard. It's clear. There's just like a stream of smoke overhead. And we're like, we're going to do this, bro. Let's let's go for it. All of a sudden, you just hear and just a smoke like 100 yards to our left. And like a big ass new fire pops off. And like by the time like we are about we're like hey we're going and we make a turn and like park the car start you know taking bins off the truck but you can't see me to you because the smoke's just just... socked in the crew's out there there's ash everywhere and we're like dude it's over and that's literally how we wrapped up harvest it was like this scramble uh, trying to salvage whatever and driving up the california coast yeah so then we drove back that was our big pick so then you know drive we drove down to Santa Barbara with like 20 bins, came back with four, drove up to Santa Elena with like 36 bins, came back with zero. zero. <laughs> oh we're just covering ground, not doing anything, yeah. renting truck. Oh, man. Yeah. But a little it was bit a, of everything. Oh. It was a year I will not forget for sure, yeah. man. But it's, yeah. uh, bro, it was 2020. What, what, like, why would we have an epic <laughs> yeah. vintage? Yeah. It was a yeah. shit year for everyone. Oh, my goodness. For we real. can't have this great grape growing season. Yeah. Like, that'd you know, be too much to ask. It's that, yeah. that, that 2020 bottle got that extra smoke flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, oh, dude, so unfortunately, like, you would hope that's what it does. Like, maybe it makes a little smoky. <laughs> no, bro. That's so not how it goes. The compound, it literally, like, you know, at best is like a little smokiness. At worst is like, like, they they kind of like if I poured water in an ashtray and drank that. Oh lord, that would that's what you're gonna yeah. taste. That's, so yeah, I'd rather, let's not bottle that. Yeah, no, yeah. when you're you can't you know buy nap a cab and have a taste like ashtray. People won't be marking up. Yeah, the standards like I mean yeah, yeah. but I mean you know and, and it sucks because it's both sides. Like you even had like you said the farmers are like don't even waste your time. You know because everyone like you yeah. know they they already know by seeing it or like you. Drove to the one and you just knew we can't even pick from here. Like, yeah, it was, uh, most farmers were cool. Most of them are insured and yeah. you know, the guys okay, up in the yeah. North coast now, shit, they've been dealing with it for four straight years. Yeah. It's a real season every year now. Like, yeah. Man. So, uh, I mean, they're understanding it sucks and, uh, it definitely was something like that. We realized like, dude, you know, if we're going to work with you, Hey, just for your purposes and like for everybody, like get, get the, get the crop insurance. Yeah. Just do it because if this happens again, now I don't like, you know, some like for the most part, these are big agribusiness and they're covered and it's all good, but there's a couple, you know, just dudes that own three acres here real quick. And that's when you're just like, shit, you know, like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, yeah, dude, I saw someone grow a cutty little vineyard or was it that Palomaris Canyon? Like right where you're getting on the freeway right there. A little little sliver of land that they just turned into some vineyards. There's uh, there's vineyards everywhere. Honestly, man, grapes are are like weeds, dude. It'll grow wherever you put them. It's just, you know, will it make great wine? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a grape, but it's not exactly yeah yeah i think uh baron who we were talking about right before this podcast he has a little like pinot vine like on his fence in his backyard Perfect. yeah just random yeah, just eat yeah. those <laughs> yeah. those are good i actually don't bucket of wine. i don't know if i did eat any they, uh, they never got very big so yeah not, not into like what i would consider like an edible grape yeah, yeah. size dude yeah, I'm yeah. definitely more of a grape consumer than <laughs> alcohol in general or wine in general so i mean like for yeah. you like where did that kind of start in you know for you like the passion for wine and like getting into what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, I, you know, I got out of high school and dude, I'm not a classroom guy. I'm just a like 
We got stories. There's a few stories. I got yeah, yeah. out there and, and work a little. So, <laughs> um, I got into uh, the Glazers Union and I went through an apprenticeship. Actually, we were talking about Mac, our friend too, that went to high school. He's he's crushing it in the industry. Um, he worked for uh, AGA at the time, so they were our competition. So fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're, they're all good. But uh, I got into that and. Uh, I mean, you know, did that for when we graduated high school in 2004, so four or five years. And then 2008, you know, recession was, yeah. was coming. So I was one of the guys I was yeah. like. No construction work going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, kind of like at the tail end of the apprenticeship. Um, and like, I, I mean, I, like I got I got through it. I got my journeyman card and all that. But I wasn't like there. I wasn't like tenured where yes, like exactly. they were going to try to keep me busy and stuff. So I was getting laid off and then like coming back and getting laid off and getting coming back every now and again, like when they had some work or some service work or whatever. Um, and like no fault of the company. Yeah, like it's just what everyone was yeah. going through. I think yeah, that. nobody had work to do. So yeah. um, so I, you know, started helping. Uh, my dad had some friends that were making some wine in Burlingame, of all places. Mm. <laughs> and they were just, uh, I mean, same like urban kind of winery, kind of like Nottingham is now, you know, we're in a wine country. They're not. But same idea. I mean, you know, you could bring, the you know, grapes in from, you want to make Lodi's in, you want to make Napa Cab, you want to mm. make Santa Cruz Mountains Pinot Noir, whatever you want to do. Um, and so that was kind of the, the, the idea. And so I started helping this guy out kind of nights and weekends, a little bit working construction. And then, you know, when I was getting laid off, I had fuck, nothing else to do. Yeah, but so well, I, uh... I would just go help out down there, just learning, you know, basic stuff. And then harvest came around. And I really just got into it. You know, we that's that's when everything really happens. Like that when the fruit aha comes moment. in, yeah. you're fermenting you see, everything. Yes. You know, that's really like when the through. work is done. Yep. And I, like after harvest, like, you know, yeah, you could still, you know, blow it along the way. Yeah. But, but you like know, the big step. Yeah. 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 Like at that point, it's like maintenance and then like understanding your materials. And like over time, you get better about figuring out what barrels work better and all that fun stuff. But, uh, <laughs> Harvest at the end of the day is like that's when you're capturing color, tannin, you know, phenolics and everything that you, you want to, you know, ultimately guide you and give you the best chance to make the best wine possible. Um, so, like, I, you know, just like anything, like, shit, if you did that and you just, you, all you fin you know, get done with it the first time, and if it's something you enjoy doing, all your brain is going to do is just like, oh, why yeah, do we feed, do that? Feed you yeah. those why endorphins. Do we, why yeah. do we cho choose this uh, yeah. barrel type for this type feed of the variety? curiosity. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, why do we ferment hot over here? And then we did cold ferments on the white mm -hmm. wines. Okay. Well, and then you just, like, slowly... And start Check picking it up, the, yeah. you know, why you did that. And then it just opens up new questions. Yeah, well, maybe I could do it this way then, you know? <laughs> Never ending. It's, uh, I, there is a million ways. I mean, at the end, like, you can make it as simple as you want. Add yeast to something with sugar, and it ferments, and you get something with alcohol. That, mm -hmm. Or, like, you know what I mean? What are you fermenting in? At what temperature? Like, what are your, yeah. you know, target alcohol levels? Yeah, what is... Yeah science you know, yeah the the barrel that you're going to age it in how long are you going to age it for all these things ph acid yeah. yeah that's that's what's incredible about wine every single bottle is different oh for yeah. sure like when even, you pull the like yeah. the cork dude these that's a natural product comes from a tree bark yeah 
So actually like, saw yeah, a YouTube video next to yeah. it is gonna breathe a little different, and yeah, just all those things can factor. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. yeah so. You can literally never have the same glass of yeah. wine. Yeah, and then it makes it you making it always change it. Like there's always a new factor to, to having it, and yeah. it's uh yeah, it's never ending. And then so like. I don't know. At the beginning, you got like that curiosity phase, right? Just just like anything. You, yeah. you, and then after a while, you start to kind of like figure out what you're good at. You kind of yeah. figure out what works well for you, you know, yeah. regimen wise, what, you know, what vineyards seem to thrive. Um, and then, you know, how you treated those vineyards, you know, what has worked for you, that kind of stuff. And so uh, over time, like it's inevitable, just like you develop a style. Right, you know, just a musician Every, over yeah. time, like you know, there's some linearity. I don't care how much you reinvent yourself, dude. Yeah. Like there's going to be Prince a couple of steps. Prince, that are, yes. No matter what, he does different, <laughs> and yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's it's just one of those things that you, yeah. If you're passionate about, just like if you're passionate about playing the guitar, or you're passionate about anything else, like yeah. <sighs> I, it's not like a raw talent thing. It's yeah. it's really yeah. just like. Well, I mean, it's it's one thing yeah. to be passionate about it, that, but when what was that aha moment where where you were like, oh, I could do this myself and market it and sell it. Um, man, I don't know. I I, I still don't know if I'm there. <laughs> um, no, I I honestly we uh I I had some really good mentors. Just like the other thing about the wine industry specifically in Livermore is when we first got going out there in 2009, um, the thing that I think that, you know, really helped me get rolling was uh, winemakers were really sharing data, sharing knowledge, trying to, you know, the high tides rise all ships kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. When you're a small region and you're fighting for a recognition and trying to get, you know, just in the conversation, like you'd be wise to get everybody to kind of band together and yeah. bring that, bring that communal message yeah. and the bring voices that of many quality. are louder than the voice of just one. Right? Yeah, exactly. So just like we just talked about, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys missed out on that one. I'll be the next, <laughs> the next uh, episode we we together. talking about other shit instead oh, yeah. of wine, apparently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, um, so that helped me quite a bit. And so like I had this, you know, basically group of friends and mentors, people that have been doing it, industry pros that have been around a long time. And, you know, so long as you show effort, you're not just like someone there taking it and not giving back. And like you, you know, also kind of foster the next folks that come in and try to get them up to game and get their, get their things going mm-hmm. up to speed. So, um, you know, again, and it's a selfish play, but it's a communal play because you're, you know, if a new winery comes into town, and their maybe their quality is not great. Like, all right, now you're like bringing validity to the stigma that Livermore has a, yes. a quality problem. So, like, if everybody is you know working towards it and everybody's pushing, you know, even the the lower end guys are getting better and the higher end guys are getting better. That's good for everybody in the region. So, um, absolutely, that that mentorship was huge. Um, and then you know, again from there, if it's like. The conversation, if so long as you want to keep having it, like, like you go down to Paso Robles, you meet winemakers down there, like you have some knowledge and some skills, like they'll talk to you and start, you know, yeah, it's all good. Like people are open books down there and build friendships and same thing up in Napa, Sonoma, any, any wine region. And so, um, it was, uh, yeah, that, that tight knit community about Livermore Valley was, was huge and access to that kind of information early on was, was, uh, big for me. And then I'd say, you know, the question was, when was my aha moment? Like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Um, we, we made our first wines and we had a consultant the first year who kind of like 
gave me a spreadsheet with the the protocol the to, checklist how to, how to of mix the, things to know, hit rehydrate or rehydrate the yeast you know how to get that you know pitch that yeast into your your wine uh, basics on you know managing ph and acid and some of the other just compounds that are you know you're you're monitoring and keeping an eye on during winemaking um and uh like from there actually like right before harvest he's like hey i just kind of heard from my company i can't really be doing this anymore mm-hmm. so um you're you know if you got some questions you know feel free to call me but i can't like be there to help you <laughs> do you. this yeah yeah and i was just like well shit all right well, well yeah. it is you're not you're not paying me enough you're not paying me enough so to we be uh, we we just went for it and you know again with the help of a lot of people especially you know chris graves was our our uh, consultant who kind of got us started. Um, yeah, we, we put out some wines and took care of them and, and, you know, learned some things along the way. Not everything turned out perfect every single time since yeah. we started, but that first year we got some, you know, a couple 90 point wines, 92 point wines. And we realized like, all right, cool. So long as we respect the process, you know, work cleanly, um, all, all the things, you know what I mean? Why don't take no shortcuts? Yeah. yeah. No yeah. shortcuts. Yeah. And so then, uh, from there, it's just, you know, it was like developing style, figuring out vineyards, working with different growers and then, you know, building partnerships and, you know, over time, adding more talented mm-hmm. people. Like if I needed help with winemaking, let's go get a badass winemaker. So we did that. We got Craig Plouffe, uh, when he came over, my partner in this project, I ended up yeah. bringing him over. Uh, we need help in the hospitality department. Let's go get the best hospitality the person. Yeah. And so we did that too. And just slowly but surely. And so we, you know, we've got a couple new things going on. And uh, the most important thing is just getting people that bring, bring something better than, than you can bring or your team can bring currently. And we're a small business. Everybody wears a lot of hats, but uh, yeah. got to become with some skills and some, you know, just that passion and drive no matter, no matter what you got going on. So. Yeah, I mean, I think COVID too, for most people, like uh, at whatever company had to put on more hats than usual because we're all running skeleton crews, you know what I mean? More than ever before, you know? Oh, yeah. But I mean, like in terms of, you know, like you said, bringing on the different talent, is was it um, a certain kind of people you would bring in because you're like, I could be part of bringing Livermore up, you know? Like, was it a certain kind of like person you were able to bring in compared to others or like, oh, I'm staying away yeah. because I can go, you know? Um. Yeah, so I mean... We for for ten years straight up like I put on for Livermore, bro. Yeah, like, you were the one like I've been here out there <laughs> talking it and telling the story and going hard and not you know what I mean. And and to be straight, you know the market is still just like it's the, the Livermore Valley is just not it doesn't it's not pop have it yeah it's not popping off in the market and there's. A couple things like we still haven't hit just a consistent quality standpoint, like a you know yeah. above sea level, yeah. like maybe maybe a little consistency from like the bigger Certain ones in yeah. the in the region. And like yeah, like you know, there, I'd say like there's you like, like ten wineries that you like can that. count on, like Other Clockwork. Ones, yeah. The, yeah, they're like they're like it'll be good. You know, you'll like some more than others. Hey, that's how any winery anywhere yeah. is. But uh, like you could count on it being like sound, right? And then you'd have some really good wines, you know, in that mix. Um, that's not good enough when you're trying to like yeah, make it yeah. happen. Everybody needs to be hit. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this, uh, a couple things, right? So Livermore at one point was like the outskirts of the Bay. 
Yeah. Now, like, dude, that's it's prime like, yeah. Time now Tracy is like the outskirts yeah, yeah. of the Bay yeah, almost. Brentwood's yeah. the Bay still yes. too, right? Yeah, so. That, that's so funny when people like, oh yeah, I live in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, Brentwood. Yeah, I guess the Delta is connected to the Bay. I'll throw Brentwood Bay. Hey, they got they got a Bart station. Well, that's what I tell people. Livermore used to be like Bay Area Rapid Transit. I don't know. Like even when we were growing up, you're like, is Castor Valley? Are we in the Bay? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in the bay was, for sure. Yeah, that was for sure. Yeah. yeah, I can see the bay from my parents' yeah. backyard. Like that going once you get yeah. over the hill, Danville's, you know, Pleasanton, yeah. Dublin, yeah. like that was suspect. Like, ah, yeah. like I don't know. And now, now bay. they're all yeah. The Bay Area is just growing. Though. So, oh, um, yeah. So you know, with that, uh, like I mean, rising cost of real estate. Um, you know, we're also in the base of wages, labor, all that kind of stuff is high. Yeah. It's expensive to grow grapes there. It's expensive to employ people there. Land's expensive. Real estate is leases on warehouses are expensive. All that kind of stuff's expensive. But because the area isn't known for quality, like the price points kind of stayed the same. Like everybody's floating. And if you're small, you know, 30, 40 bucks, like, you know, like that's a fair price for, for some solid for sure. wine. Um, but like, you know, if you start buying cab and loading up with new French oak barrels and like going for, you know, something that's costly, shoot, excuse me. Um, it, it, like you start pricing yourself out of the norm. Like, honestly, like right now in Napa, a hundred dollar bottle of cab is like, that's like the norm. Yeah. That's like the normal. And it's, it's because, you know, they've done a lot to garner that reputation But it also is there because it supports the cost of doing, making Everything. those wines. Yeah. So Livermore is getting to this point And like, I've been honestly telling everybody in town and, I, and I've been warning people that this day would come where it's getting like right now, you know, for good Livermore Valley grapes, you got to pay four or 5,000 bucks a ton. There's grapes available in Napa and Sonoma for that price, sometimes less, depending on where you want to go. And so it's just like, hey, man, we're in the business of buying grapes and selling wine. I have a a storefront. I've got a warehouse. So if buying Napa grapes and selling it, I can not only get more for it, but like the market for Napa is global Mm -hmm. uh, versus Livermore. I'm having a tough time getting new customers outside of the, the tri valley yeah. like the one thing about livermore we're surrounded by hills all directions there's mount diablo mm-hmm. to the north uh the you know right. and there's bit. all these all other small winemaking regions like you said lodi and stuff like lodi that Paso is huge, lodi is huge compared to us wow. lodi yeah. is massive yeah, like they, see, i think they've got a couple yeah, hundred I mean, thousand I've, acres planted i've drank a lot of lodi wines just picking them up at yeah, random yeah. markets and stuff like that they're and they're available like yeah. so so Livermore has this thing where it's like, okay, everybody's small. They can't scale because nobody really is, you know, taking know, it to the yeah. next level. Uh, so if you can't scale, you got to compete on price point, but you can't compete on price point because the fruit's so damn expensive now. So it's really, uh, honestly, I mean, a couple of years ago, we, we like recognized that this was happening. Like, cause we had taken wine national. We had some like distribution yeah. and some things like that. And we just were hitting roadblocks. People were like, Livermore Valley, if I go travel out there, we'll go knock down accounts. But if if I don't travel and it's just in your book, like yeah. nobody's touching yeah, nobody, this. Yeah. So, and then after I leave town, I worked the market for five days. We got, you know, 10 new, 12 to 20, whatever, had a good week. Slowly that would fizzle because- Nobody's ordering nobody's, it. Nobody's, nobody's, you know, 
grabbing for their phone and searching Livermore Valley and wanting to know more because it just doesn't have that presence. So um, it is a bittersweet thing for me. But what I've, you know, kind of what has come of it is I think the best case scenario for me is um, we, you know, are building out a new place in Napa Valley. Um, I started making wines from Napa Valley in 2019. um, And that's really where the focus of our our growth in the future is really going to be. But on the flip side, I'm going to continue making a handful of small lot wines for from Livermore, uh, from a couple of our just like very, you know, some of the like specifically one grower, a guy, Julio Covarrubias, that I've been working with since the beginning, uh, Casa de Venus Vineyards. He was um, a guest on the, on your podcast? Yes, he yeah. was. Dude is, I highly, if there's one re- episode I recommend you got anyone listen to go. uh, or want to get started, this start with Julio Covarrubias. He's midway through season one. Nice. Shout uh, out. Dude is, dude is the American dream. He, uh. Uh, I'll let him, I mean, if you listen, he'll tell the story much better than me, but mm-hmm. basically uh, he came here, uh, you know, illegally uh, from Mexico. And when he got here, his, you know, father sat his family down and was like, Hey, here's the thing. This country is a hospitable place. They'll take great care of you. This is a place where you can get some second chances. If you, if you mess up along the way, the only thing you have to do is work hard and understand that nothing is promised or guaranteed for you. But if you work hard, it's going to come back to you. And if you treat people well, it's going to like, it'll, yes. it'll bubble up for you. I think those things still ring true yeah. today. Like with Dude. anything really, yeah. no matter where you started, that's yeah. how you keep going. And this guy's had his life. I mean, he, you know, a guy that, you know, from there got a couple jobs bouncing around, you know, vineyards and farming and that kind of stuff. His father brought him to Wente. I think he started when he was like 15 or 16, he still works for Wente. He went from, you know, a guy that works in the field to the irrigation manager to now like the director of viticulture. He's he's the guy. Yeah. Um, and man, I spoke to him on the phone. I used to see him all the time. I'd stop by a couple of times and just, you know, month or so and say hi and drink so some wine and catch yeah. up. But now with COVID, just don't. But yeah. uh, this dude to me is is I mean, just not only a mentor. I mean, the level of qual- the level of attention to detail and like the quality of grapes that he grows, like he actually cares. And uh, so he, he uh, in 2005, um, I'll, I'll tell a little more about this guy. So he's uh, <laughs> he, you know, gets a job. He's doing good. He's growing up in his life, you know, meets his wife. They get married. They buy this little house in Tracy. Um, then from there, he, you know, buys another little house and like over time slowly but surely on like farmer scale wages not like crushing it accumulates like 10 12 rental properties like a apartment complex wow, yeah and just like you're like and, and uh so wente in the early 2000s was selling some land and this property was for sale and he was like i want to buy the property and wente kind of you know the family's like dude bro you work in the field and like you know not not that they were like disrespectful but they were like all right julio like you you've been working yeah. in the field bro yeah, like yeah um and uh so he was just like i'll i, I'll t- I want to buy it like what is it going to take and they said their price and uh, he was like, okay, cool. I got the financing right in here. line. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> and then they were like, Julio, we, honestly, we're only accepting cash offers right now. So, you know, rent checks at an apartment complex are pretty, you know, people are going to fault on rent, but pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. Nice source of revenue, a safe, a, he built himself a nice safe life yeah. ahead of himself. And he sold everything. 
literally cashed out everything, bought this piece of property, 20 acre parcel and uh, revitalized this vineyard. It wow. used to be just like, a, you know, one of the weaker vineyards in town. And wow. uh, he planted some petite Syrah there. He planted new clones of Cabernet on different rootstocks and did his homework and like is now farming the like the grand crew yes. dopest vineyard in town and there couldn't be a better person that this like story happened to and just like oh, the things we've been through now over the you know almost 15 years working together um so what i have yeah my next thing with this new napa thing is really the best of both worlds like i'm not i can't just be confined to where what i'm at yeah. and just you know yeah. trying to just kill it locally like i really just yeah, like, i mean my you, brain's you've not tried there. man yeah. you, you've given you it you you've yes. given it <laughs> so i get to go take a big chance here for sure um and you know like live on the edge a little which is where yeah. i thrive and and scare myself a little bit with yeah. the you know just you know it's it's going to be a challenge but i also you know i i'm fairly confident we'll be successful there and hopefully some of that trickles down to Livermore Valley. And sure. I, I like, I'm happy that we get to continue to work with Julio. Um, we also have awesome, you know, wine club membership and different, different, you know, people that have come and supported the businesses over the years. And we get to continue to deliver on that front and take on this new challenge. And at one point I didn't think I was going to be able to do both. And again, COVID is, you know, again, one of those things where, Probably it just like grounded me a little where I realized like, hey, I can still take this Livermore stuff on, make it up in Napa and we'll keep our tasting room and keep our club and all that kind of stuff. So, well, that's cool, man. I, I like that yeah. you're bringing a little bit of that Livermore vibe up into the Napa Valley as well. You know, like Dude, you got to have some representation up there. You know? I, I hope uh, I hope it's not just billionaires, man. Like I hope <laughs> yeah. other people are ready to support, you know, like uh, like we're you know, I didn't like struggle growing up or anything like that but we are not like stacked house driving lambos to work like we're we're you know still just guys trying to make it happen i this winery fails like it's it's bad like i don't have plan b yeah you know what i mean like we're like another make it happen yeah so it has to work um and yeah i i just you know like that's hopefully you know bring back some of the napa valley of old where people could bootstrap some stuff and make some shit happen and you know fight above our, you know, punch above our class or our weight class and do what we got to do. So, well, I think you, you're about a good point. I don't know if I got caught on the, uh, on the podcast earlier because we had some, some things going on, but you mentioned how like Livermore and that winery area is like the ace, you know what I'm saying? And we're used to being the underdogs and all that. And like, but then you got the, you know, the team out there, you know, yeah. Napa, you know the Yankees, right. You know what I'm saying? That's what we've always been. But like people still recognize like that's, you know, unfortunately like the farm system for that yeah. other thing, but you can bring in still the reason why you'll be successful there is because of the greediness that, you know, it's like, like you had to start with here. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. I can, I can hang with you guys now, you know, but yeah, now you're just on a bigger stage yeah. to be able to get, you know, the, you know. Just like you never hate those A's players that move on uh, from yeah, the team, you know. You're like, exactly. oh Jackson. man, yeah, yeah. started with Reggie, exactly, and then and now yeah. it's yeah. Giambi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. well, I mean, McGuire, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like, hey man, mm. you know what? Everybody put in the work, but yeah, dude. But the reason why they I get, want yeah. everyone, like, if anybody has an opportunity to go get paid, dude, yeah. go get Do fucking it. paid. Yeah. Guy. And it's like they're, those yeah. people don't forget how they got to that stage. You know what I'm saying? You had to put in those reps, and you got the chance in an area. Yeah, maybe you yeah. wouldn't have got a chance in you know other yeah. areas, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't like just brush these opportunities yeah. off, you know, if you get them. Yeah. And I, I think yeah, another big thing that like you kind of touched on too is that fact that 
the cost of living doesn't care that you're a small up and comer. You know what nah. I'm saying? There's no there's no breaks for you. You this know, is... so you have to still try to survive in that big world already. You know? Yeah. So I mean, on that same level, there's some interesting things too that like we you know didn't even really realize till we started kind of looking. So like you know, warehouse space is cheaper up there. And you're like, oh shit, wow! Like the amount of like amenities to help the wine industry, businesses, yeah, they, that's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, because oh, that's yeah, where the industry lives around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then like you know, we're looking at housing, rents cheaper, buying a house is cheaper. Yeah, you're like, damn, I've been. What am I like? This yeah. is this is where everything's happening. It costs less to do so. Yeah, I can sell my wine for yeah, more. They have yeah. all the distribution <laughs> infrastructure yeah. there. Yeah. So it's, uh, I really, I'm, I'm, you know, confident. I'm, you know, stoked about the future. Obviously, you know, we started this thing pre COVID, the, the rollout mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, I'm probably more optimistic now post COVID um, because one of the biggest thing we talked about, I don't know, I don't know like, if we're post COVID just well, yet, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, mid, yeah, in, in COVID, yes. um, <laughs> is because of like how now you just got to be good online. Yeah. You got your digital game has to be sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like as a small company, it's hard to go blow a hole in a mountain to compete yeah. with my neighbors up there, right? Everyone's yeah. got a big cave and a you know big ass property and all this <laughs> thing. But if my if I got a dope digital person, yeah. right? If they go crush it digitally, like if you're in Wichita, Kansas, or if you're in, yep. you know, whatever part of the country, like they, they aren't going to the caves. Like they're going, they're buying your shit online and you, you know, you scored well, you got a good reputation, yep. uh, the package, yeah, your branding, yeah. everything. Like, so it does level the playing field a little where like, yeah, we can, you know, I don't have to be so worried about just being like outspent by my neighbors yeah. on like a land and, you know, attraction. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like in general, you, you know, are aware of there's other outlets, especially like doing a podcast, right. That's, that's putting the shine yeah. on there. And like, you're going to get people that are into podcasts that going to get them into wine just because of that. Right. Like, so it's just knowing that there's a bunch of people you could tap into that don't even know about wine yet. Right. On top of you, once they know your product, yeah, you get those guys too, but Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's endless. And, uh, I mean, also, you know, the other part of that too, is like, if it's about being sharp online, I mean, again, like if you're talking about, we don't, we have never bought ad space. Like we've never done any of that. Uh, but even like organic searches. And if we were to bolster that with some ad money, which I'm going to not do, because I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. Um, but like, you know, Napa Valley means something. Oakville, yes, Rutherford, sure. those mean something like to wine people all around the world. Um, uh, so even in their organic searches, like, you know, it's just going to come up more than like a Livermore Valley. Yeah. yeah. Thing, so, yeah, man, that, yeah. that Napa name ain't going nowhere. That's yeah. no man. It's, it's worldwide. And, and that's all yeah. it is too. Like, you know, you just got to get on that platform, but it's not like you weren't working to be able to even put yourself out there like that. You know what I'm saying? So you still been, you know, yeah. putting in, but. Uh, and uh, you know the I guess the uh, ironic and kind of the 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 kind of shitty part of this is Livermore Valley. The best vineyards there are capable of growing, and like the wine that you can make with the best fruit there is really good, man. Yeah, it's really good. Is it different for sure? Everywhere is different. That's the one thing. Like the wine is probably the most regionally driven. I don't know, commodity, whatever, consumer good that, that you can have. Um, it's, it's like, you know, 
in 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 Europe, every every region has their yep. you know set of varieties that they work with. That they the Bordeaux, you know, the Bordeaux mm. versus Rhones versus Burgundies versus yeah. you know Spanish wines, which is you know well, huge. Neither. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many you know within Spain. I mean, you're, yeah, talking a lot of different regions with every country. You're talking different stuff, but like you know that's it's a product of like climate, soils exposure to sun degree days all those kind of things so elevation um so in general you know the cooler climate stuff is closer to the ocean and more inland stuff Mm. is richer denser wines and if you got you know cooler it's leaner and fresher so um yeah it's uh you know we're different we are our growing circumstances are different than Mm. anywhere in the world but everywhere else in the world is different than wherever they're not right so yep yeah, and then you just work with what you got. Like you said, you could still source a little bit out of you know where yeah. you're located, but yeah, yeah. So we're, we'll be super Napa heavy, um, and uh, a little bit of Livermore. Continue to you know do yeah. do what we need to do for Nottingham Show and some love. Yeah, well, that's yeah. exciting stuff, man. And uh, I look forward to being one of the first to uh, Dude, give you some yeah, business up yeah. there in Napa as well. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll make the journey. We'll get you up there. Honestly, our little tasting room is probably like the size of this. It's just nice. going to be a fat king's table, there and it's go. also doubling as uh, the podcast booth. Yeah, the uh, the the wineries like what are they starting to open? I know. Well, I'm I'm going wine tasting tomorrow. Like as uh, as I mentioned, and a lot of this can be done outside and safely yeah. and clean yeah. and you know sanitary. Um, so yeah, you, everybody. Uh, so every county is different. I'm not sure what's going on in Napa County or Sonoma County currently. Um, they were allowed to have people indoors. I think when we weren't, we never got indoor since COVID started. We've just had outdoor, um, you know, outdoor only. Um, but it, you know, you know, up, up until like, you know, the shitty rainy weeks. Yeah. Like we had some people <laughs> hanging out and stuff. And, you know, to be honest, uh, I think I like, and we also have to take reservations and like, you got to sign a waiver. Yeah. You yeah. got to do yep. the thing. And, yeah. Um, to be honest, like it's there's some benefits there. There's some nice things. Like so, if I like, it's cool if like you just pop in anytime, bro. You guys can pop in <laughs> on me whenever. But if I know you're coming, then you can prepare, dude. Yeah, yeah I can but, pull um, out yeah. all the stops and yeah. like you know what I, I like mean. Stops. Like sit your asses down. <laughs> I like yeah. them stops. Let me show what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus like you know back in the, the day, typical the tasting. Yeah, it was like you know you'd go into a Livermore tasting room, you just have a packed house, people hanging out, partying. It's fun atmosphere for sure. But uh, like if you're serious about it, yeah, if you, you want to like geek really, out a little bit, yeah, yeah, it's more you could get more nerdy, you have a, more of a conversation. I mean, dude, there were some Saturdays back in the day, like. I'd have friends come in and they'd just leave and I wouldn't even know they left because yeah. you just got a mad Yeah, house. you're just doing, yeah. You're, yeah. And uh, so this, you know, I hope there are some things that, that come of this that, uh, you know, stay. Like the reservations thing is huge. And I, there we had like some, at first people were like, reservations, this is Livermore, blah, 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 blah. And then like now, all these months later, they're like, you know what? This is so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah, it requires a little more planning. I can't just, you know, show up. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. if, even if you just call, hey, I'm 10 minutes away. That's just a If yeah. I got space, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And it's going to be like, it, it'll be better because. Yeah. When it gets you a chance to like explore differently from the way you yeah. get to present it to the people, right? For so. sure. It becomes like a, like an hour long educational, fun, drinking yeah 
you know, quieter, you know, you're yeah. there with a group. So you got, you know, four or six people. Mm-hmm. You have a yeah. better conversation when it's not just loud as hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can really enjoy it together and yeah. like talk amongst yourselves without, yeah, the buzz of like. I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like going to like a small show versus going to like the loud ass concert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like both of those are cool, but oh, yeah, you like to be sure. able to have those, uh, yeah, those it, intimate little sessions. Like that's what I wonder is like, when is the. Like, how long is it going to be before concerts? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, maybe some I don't know, states man. I think we're going to have to doing their thing. Yeah. It's like fucking Disney World's open yeah. and shit for people. Dude, you're here in Florida. Like, yeah. You can do whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Florida, yeah. Florida has their own rules, man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. We'll uh, see what happens. While, while we're on the subject of tasting, like for those unexperienced with wine yeah. or, yeah. you know, yeah, new, before, new yeah. to wine altogether, like what is your recommendation for, you know, uh, venturing into the, the world of wine i mean it's so vast it's like where, yeah, where do you real. begin it's uh it is big so honestly i think the best thing to do is uh i mean figure out number one if it's even you know if it's something you like in general if it's yeah. not like dude it's understandable save yeah. your money bro yes, but yes, don't don't they yeah. say like you know it's an acquired taste though yeah. at the same time i mean yeah. it's kind of is it, it is um so like i mean like the first wine i think my wine like that i was like fuck yeah this is i like wine okay i do like wine (laughs) um was uh it was like a big i want to call it jammy but a full-bodied rich zinfandel from Uh, brown estate winery up in napa valley and like it was the first time i'm like oh dude like this is this is what it can be exploding (laughs) in flavors and like this is so cool like all right now i get it before i always just thought it was like bitter tart yeah, you know fucking kinda, drinking jugs of rossi like it was yeah, a different thing. <laughs> wasn't for me um, <laughs> yeah a little different <laughs> and then from there it's just like i i don't know i've had you know different route just because of like making it yeah that's i i i fell in love with making wine more than i did with drinking wine for sure mm-hmm. at first and then now it's like that i'm just yeah full yeah because you're still learning from nerd. all the people yeah yeah well i mean you know then once you like get some you know like 101 fermentation stuff under your belt from there it's like okay cool why do these livermore wines taste the way they do versus like sonoma coast and then we talked a little yeah. bit about you know climate and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so i think there's like some some things that people could figure out early about you know if, if now the, okay i do like wine do you like leaner, fresher, like crunchier wines, or do you like richer, mouth-filling, robust wines? And then that'll kind of guide you into a you know different different avenues. Maybe you like more you know some of the bigger wines, and if you like the leaner stuff like Pinots and aromatic whites, those might be your thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, and if you like it all, like like I like it all, so long yeah. as it's good. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's, that's right. how. I, that's yeah. how I <laughs> like I, I, there's not like a region that I'm gonna hate on, or there's not like yeah. A let's taste it all, it. man. Like yeah. yeah. Well, because you already yeah. were saying every bottle's different, let alone the other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. You never know what experience you're gonna yeah. have. It's funny because I'm, I'm watching that show on uh, Apple TV Plus right now, Servant, mm. and it's by I'm not Shyamalan, but like the the husband is like uh, well, he's like this like chef uh consultant basically he comes yeah. up with dishes for the oh, for like also restaurants yeah. but he's got this crazy wine cellar and they're oh, just sure. like crushing oh, yeah. they're crushing like all these vintage bottles of wine like yeah. one per one or two yeah, per like episode. showing him what food and then like yeah, yeah. Uh, i was yeah. like damn all right bro 
Yeah, no, it's like a, a whole cellar under yeah. the their house. Yeah, those are the friends I hope to meet. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, going up there. Yep. Get one of those uh, hidden wine exactly. cellars under the floor where you just like move it, move yep. the floor, and there's just like a spiral staircase yeah. downwards. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some pretty sick ones. I had this guy that uh, his dad um, had this place in Sonol that like he he retired and like had a good career, did his thing, whatever. I don't even remember what he did, but. The first thing he did when he retired was blow out this hole downstairs and put in this massive, yeah, wine cellar. And it's one of those same kind of thing. You just see it, you're like, damn. Okay, dude. Like, yeah. Like, all right. This all right. Yeah. And There's levels to you're, you're not. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Those are always fun, man. It's cool. Yeah. The one thing, too, earlier we were mentioning how, like, some comparisons to, like, music and doing that, too. So, and, and I think in a lot of, um, I mean, we have a lot of artists of all kinds. And the one thing we really talk about is, like, you don't really know which one's going to hit. Like, obviously, the quality's always got to be there, but does that kind of happen to you, too? Like, you think this is the one, Dude. and it's not, then that one surprises you, and it's like, what well, happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and like, we never feel like we're, yeah, there's always, it's, it seems like the one that think maybe isn't going to work too well. And then, boom. Like, <laughs> Man, I don't know. We overdid this a little bit. I, I don't know. We, what, what the public likes and then what you've, like, trained yourself to like yeah. over time. Just because, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. when you're drinking a ton of wine, like yeah. your All taste is going to be yeah. totally you're like, different. No, this is the process that was supposed to be. Someone yeah. who drinks like <laughs> a bottle of wine like once a month. Well, not or even something. that. I think it's just like uh, there's also like I would like to come back to wines after they've been bottled for a little bit. Mm. But like after, like I'm almost like by the time it's in the bottle, I'm like I'm done with it. Yeah, because you yeah, uh, every step that you've been. Yeah. It's in the bottle. Like yeah. now, like yeah, we like I've go tasted it, it at yeah. every phase. That's like that's yeah. like, like when you don't listen to your podcast after you make it kind of deal. Like you're like, I just let it live with the people that Dude, I get. I know. I, yeah, Who I, said they don't watch their movie? I think it was Johnny Death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch yeah. his own movie. Yeah, he never watched any of the complete. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I I, uh, I I definitely have like. I slowed down how quickly I went to listen to ours. Oh, like gosh. it would be live, like you know, and then and you're like, like the first thing, right yeah. away, like the first thing, and I like drop everything. Now I, I just kind of get it into my mix, like where it's just like, all right, cool, it's live. Yeah, I'm not gonna rush to hear it. I'm gonna just like yeah, listen to it. I edit the podcast, so I have to like I basically listen to it full yeah. length, like in that process. So after. Yeah. After that, I know it's good. That's yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. once it's on the platform, you're done. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe give it a listen just to get, boost the plays a little bit. You know, like, have you uh, show my support to myself? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Self love. Self love. Got you. Yeah. Play. Play. Exactly. Yeah. I got yeah. my two phone, my work phone. I'm out here playing that on silent while I'm playing the actual one. Like. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah, it's it's it is it is fun. It's actually fun to get back on here and talk on the mic for yeah. Well, yeah, man. Like I yeah. said, I feel I like think, I'm on uh, your podcast dude, right even now. Seeing people at the winery, like some people are coming through. To I'm like, you're like kind of awkward socially. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we like, allowed I to see you in a year? Are we yeah. allowed to be this close yeah, exactly. proximity to for each sure. other? Sure. Is this and okay? Like, you have varying like worry levels like some people yeah. are they got like the yeah, you know, so, full ppe yep, gear exactly. <laughs> other people are just like ah oh, fuck it bro it's all good You're like well <laughs> i got swig off the bottom yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um everybody's on a yeah it's funny and then you get a couple of drinks in you and there's the whole nother oh. you know then, then yeah, well, once, once sudden, you've had a few glasses of wine out, every, yeah, all those rules go out the yeah, window you know, dude like, <laughs> yeah i mean and that's why i'd like when like they were shutting bars down like i remember thinking like like my first response was like fuck man bars are gonna be yeah it's gonna be tough like mm -hmm. i think you know like you can't like sell to go road sodas 
you know um i mean you could you know yeah. cocktails to go but like i feel like going to a bar to get that it's, like yeah, this is like going to a restaurant with a bar getting a drink with your food yeah i can yes, see that exactly happening. yeah yeah so these guys have it tough but uh I mean, shoot, I, I I, mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, even at the beginning of this, like, you have a few drinks, like, you catch yourself. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, you yeah. want to go hug some people, man. Yeah, you, you just, you know? exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. get it, but it, it does suck. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like, we've been talking about it plenty. Like, you got to adapt, man. You know what I mean? And like you said, just have that attitude of like, you don't know, you control what you control and keep moving, you know? And like, obviously, you know, you've still been able to make some moves, man, because, no yeah. one's waiting for you either, right? You know what I mean? Like we just got all do what we're gonna no. do. So yeah, the the yeah game don't wait. Yeah, gotta, gotta keep on going. Especially yeah, wine has taught me for sure too, and the business is just like, all right, this 2019. Well, we gotta sell through it because 2020 is right behind it. Yeah, and right behind that we got 2021. It just keeps on. Yeah, coming. yeah, exactly. So it's not like, gonna wait. Yeah, it's not like you know you just gotta you got to keep it, keep it going. If you overdo it and you have too much and then like you just backlog the whole thing, like yeah. you just, that's when things go wrong. And then yeah. the longer you hold stuff like, all right, cool. Now you're tying up warehouse space. You know, you're paying the store it longer. Yeah. Like, and now yeah. you're, now you're bottle cut. Like, yeah, you now you're delaying the next more, yeah. but you're already having a tough time selling. So you got to discount yeah. it. Like it's just, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's important to hit your timelines. Yeah. And I got ADD and <laughs> stuff to do sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you mentioned too about, you know, understanding the like trying to add technology to, to what you're doing, you know, up in the websites and all that. Is there anything else that really stood out to you that like what COVID showed you or even like the fires and all that, like that kind of changed the game plan too when planning for the next year coming? Um, I mean, the the fires this year definitely, you know, we we're, you know, midway through already made the decision to, you know, start this project up in Napa. And then it burns down mm. for the fourth year in a row. Yeah. Right. So like, you know, you, uh, there was definitely some period there, especially like when we were like, all right, that's great. Yeah, we're not taking there. that fruit in that vineyard's yep. burned out. That one's done. Um, that we were like, shit, are we doing the right thing here? Like, yeah. are we really making the right decision? And through it all, it's just like, you know what? Like you, to your point, you can only control what you can control. That's not going to change the fact that Napa Valley is the premier wine growing destination in the United yeah. States. One yep. of the top in the world, however, yeah. you know, five, three, whatever you want to call it in the world. Um, and you know what? Like fires are what they're going to be. And like that, yeah. I'm going to deal. Like we dealt with it in Livermore. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like we're not going to deal with it down there. So um, we're unwavering in our decision for sure. But uh, that was definitely... You know, there were some periods yeah. of time that were like, God yeah. damn. And I think, yeah, just it just helps Bitcoin, you. Yeah, like that's the this. reputation there. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be tougher, but it's stronger there for yeah. you. And every com everyone in that community knows that that's the driver yeah. there. So yeah, yeah ride that. Gonna do. Yeah. Ride that. Exactly. And then on the same like uh, technology side, the uh, on the winemaking side, we, we made a couple pretty big investments last year um, that uh, just are they're huge so you know talked about you know how fermentation that whole time harvest that's like when you know that's when everything's done um we always kind of had some like intuitions about like wines being you know tannic or not tannic how much mm. color they have how much how stable that color is um and then you know with that if you have like stable color and a good level of tannin um those wines are traditionally like built for long-term aging they just got the the 
the microbial makeup to withstand <laughs> the test of time yeah. and like you know fight spoilage organisms and prevent oxidation you know battle those the battle those things so oxygen is bad there's bad spoilage yeast those things ruin wine so when you're aging mm-hmm. stuff like if you have bad wine and you're aging and it's not you'll never it's get not, it no, better. yeah it's, it's gonna be vinegar worse. Yeah, you have to good. have a good stable product to you know age yeah. wine well be a nice balsamic yeah exactly. yeah, yeah exactly. very quickly it can happen <laughs> Um, so we, uh, we invested in uh, wine technology called wine x-ray where, mm-hmm. uh, daily during fermentation, we could check like how much color we're actually binding in solution, what our tannin levels are. Um, and then, uh, you know, of the total number of color, you know, molecules, anthocyanins in the wine. Um, so when we're doing that, like. It helps us like, you know, how do we get more tannins? Well, if we're like on the light side, we could like turn up the temp of the ferment, mm-hmm. get them a little hotter, pump it over, introduce more oxygen, mm-hmm. you know, more frequently. Um, or if like our tannins are creeping and our color's not there, like we can maybe like slow things down a little yeah. and hopefully, you know, catch, catch color up because tannins are out of balance. And so... We used to just do this blindly with like no data <laughs> just, and just, just eyeballing it. Yeah. And, and I mean, most people do. Most yeah. wineries do. Most it's winemakers like, uh, do. That looks about right. Well, you just kind of like have your regimen that you think works for you. Yeah, it kind of um, sounds like you stole one of the uh, like lab techs from the Livermore labs out there to help. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Got is, some of their gear out there, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's sick. It's like a it's a digital spectrophotometer. That like takes a picture of like, you know, you pump it through. It takes a, a series of very Good high profile pictures, yeah. kicks it off. Seeing the, the molecules. Time, for, man. And then kicks you back a number that like you could correlate. Yeah. With, re- with, yeah. Oh, and man. then make a decision on what to do next. If you want to press the wine early or if you need to go longer, extended maceration, all these things. Yeah. And, you know, vineyard to vineyard, year over year, like there's some consistencies. So that's like being a good winemaker without this tech. Like you could. Yeah. You could, yeah. You they've been doing do it forever. Sometimes. Right. But yeah. But like this puts us on like a super precise, yeah. repeatable. Yeah. And mm. like, you know, the other part about this, too, is like, you know, maybe you want a color like so they're just I'll give you the, the short version here. If you wanted something with like 300 ppm. Uh, bound anthocyanin over 1300 tannin say like that's where you wanted to <laughs> yeah, be yeah that, that's that where I wanted yeah. <laughs> um, so you can uh, you know like but if your fruit if you bring in the fruit and you just test that fruit and it's not capable of getting you 300 ppm tannin it's only you know, or, or uh, color <laughs> it's only got 231 in it so like you know, rather than going and working this wine, working this wine, trying to extract something that's not it's there, not gonna be the, yeah. you can't pull it out if it's not there. Um, you at least know what you've got. And like, yeah. if once you like hit your number that the fruit, you know, was available out of that fruit, you know, you know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of just like fighting this fight and not getting where you want to be. Now you know. You're like, yeah, this yeah. is all right, cool. We hit our goal. We got everything we could out of exactly. this fruit. And you know, so that's yeah, been a big little Napa Valley, little Silicon Valley mix. You know, I mean, if we're gonna be out here, and you yeah, have, man. I mean, like that's do what it. we do is utilize all, you know what I'm saying? all yeah. the resources exactly, available. Man, for sure. Yeah. So that was a a big. Um, we we were running that through Wente for like the last three years, just not as frequently. This is the first time where we were doing it. You know, twice a day, once at the beginning, once after. And uh, unfortunately, with smoke, we didn't make that much wine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the wines we did bring in and like, you know, even the year before, we kind of ramped up how much we were doing this. Um, 
it's just changed, changed how we got approach. Some, I mean, literally consistency out of the, yeah, out of the yeah. product, everything we, uh, and like, you know, an understanding of like, okay, how do we get color to bind? Like, all right, we need to get our fermentations up to temperature quicker. Like you start to kind of understand like, Hey, with that one lagged out and we took a long time to get that fermenting Let's get and look going. what happens. Like we weren't able to get our color. We weren't able to hit our goals. Where this guy, like, we crank the temp up right away. You see we it. hit our goals. Um, or, like, man, this one's, you know, always tannic. So, like, let's not dial up the temp quite yet. Let's wait, you know, till a little later in the process. And so you just kind of get to understand what you've got. And uh, it is, I don't even know what I would do without yeah, it. Utilizing that awesome. data, yeah, man. Exactly. It's the name yeah. of the game. Exactly. So it's, it's a different, different game now for sure. Nice. Well, Colin, now is a good time that we can go into our segment that we call support quality. Right. And uh, I mean, it might apply to what you just told us right now, but look, it could be something else. Let's, let's, let's check it out. But uh, we just want to ask you something that has brought quality to your life lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. But uh, what's something that's brought quality to your life or your business lately? Man, what has brought quality to my life? Um, you know, we talked a little bit about COVID. It's hard not to, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's always the, yeah. it's looming. Um, it's a theme, and it's not going away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, the silver lining for me was, uh, you know, I, I got to spend a lot of time with my young kid. I got a young boy who's about to be two next month, and uh, you know, like especially at the early part of that, I'm spending most most days at home going in when we needed to, you know, just to, you know, work wine and do whatever we had to do in the cellar. But, you know, sitting, unfortunately, the thing I was trying to avoid my whole life, sitting behind a computer now I'm doing. <laughs> um, but when we got to the point where we're like, this is what I'm doing. All right. Well, I might as well at least get these days with my son. So got some really, uh, really good, good time with him. Uh, from a quality standpoint, um, man, I've been drinking a lot of good wine lately. Nice. To be honest, some R and D, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you gonna know what you want to produce exactly. if you master it? Yeah, there's you a gotta, couple. You know uh, what you like. Couple producers in particular that uh, I've just been digging. I mean, there's quite a few, but a guy, uh, Dan Petrosky, makes wines from uh, for Lark Mead Winery, which is iconic Napa Valley place. And they do cabs, but uh, he has his own brand called Massacin, and uh, these wines are just ripping. They're pretty high tuned, racy white wines. Um, he's kind of takes pride in being the only white wine focused wine brand in Napa Valley. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, some Chardonnay, but, and a little Sauvignon Blanc as well. But uh, there's some like, you know, not obscure, but less planted Italian varieties that he's using. Um, uh, Tokai Frulliano. Fru, fru, fru uh, Tokai Fruliano. I'm probably saying that wrong. <laughs> um, what else does he have? He's got some Vermentino and some other aromatic whites that are just, they're just awesome wines. Some grapes dude. I've never heard of. Yeah, exactly. really cool stuff. Just you like, know, you know. Yeah, and working <laughs> with some, you know, badass vineyards. He's sourcing from Hudson Ranch and Hyde Vineyard and Carneros, and they're just like some of the iconic growers that have been around doing it. So I'd say, you know, from a quality good standpoint, that's been one that's really, uh, really brought some joy to my life. Right on, man. That's for sure. That's good stuff. You know, you gotta Definitely. gotta drink, gotta drink, and know the good stuff in order to produce the good stuff. Absolutely, mm -hmm. that's that's part of the the fun, for yeah. sure. Well, for the the folks listening that want to come check out some of your wines, whether it's Nottingham, Tipicite, 
or or your new venture up yeah. in Napa. How can yeah. they find you, man? Yeah, so um, check out our podcast too, TTG underscore podcast through the grapevine. Um, that's like a good place to get to know a little bit more just about me and mm-hmm. Jeremy, our other host, and just like what we've been, you know, up against for the last couple of years. Um, Nottingham Sellers, you could catch us on Instagram. Um, Tapicity is also on Instagram, Tapicity underscore wines. Um, I'll let that be spelled in the blurb. Yeah, yeah um, we'll get that. We'll, get that. Then, we'll tag all that. Yeah, I already, I already just pronounced it wrong just like two minutes good. ago. Yeah, everybody <laughs> does. Like it's yeah, uh, we, 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 we were yeah, we're trying to make it really hard to say. Figure everyone would want to want to buy it. Hey, but then it. like the more people say it, then like that sticks in their yeah, head. So I'm gonna remember how to say it now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um and then uh soon we're we're launching a new brand up in Napa Valley uh, called Grape Culture that nice. uh We'll be hitting hitting the game uh, this fall, so we're gonna start like ramping that up the it's social like, feed and, yeah. and some of the other things too. Websites coming out here pretty quick. We're almost done nice. on the design side, which has taken a longer time than you know I originally planned. But it's one of those yeah, things like yeah, we, we ain't got nothing but time these things. Get it right to like yeah. rather than like want to make changes in a year. So yeah, when it comes out, it's gonna be sharp. Everyone will dig it. I think. What's up, dude, man? I will definitely continue drinking Nottingham wines. You're my guy. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Been drinking them since since day one. I know. I remember you and Logan came through early on, dude. You guys came yeah. through. Uh, must have been two year old winery at that point. Nice. We we're just getting started, so yeah. I got to Appreciate see the evolution it. of your your tasting room and your facility through all those years, yeah. man. It's been it's been a pleasure watching your your journey firsthand. So yeah, right hopefully on, brother. we can get yeah. some vid content and hit Napa with you and check out that spot. Dude, and we'll get you out there man. as soon as we're yeah. up and running. We'll yeah, get let you guys me, out let there. Me, let me get pick yeah. some grapes, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know nothing about wine, but you know, we'll talk about it. I know, I know a lot about drinking that wine. I'll tell you that. You'll be like John Wick. Yeah. But for wine, bro, you're going to be the best. Definitely, man. Well, yes. Follow Colin on all of the yep, social yeah, we'll medias that, that he just yeah, said. I will we'll get you some phonetic spellings on that too, so we can pronounce it all yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Throw it can, in the Google, man. It'll, <laughs> it'll say it for you. Yeah, you can follow all of our podcast-related stuff at Quality Goods TV on Instagram. I am at Mr. Beatty, and I'm at Young Man Old Souls. And Colin Craner, winemaker. Yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah. Follow all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Support all of that. Yeah. Drink all that. We're gonna yeah, ha- we're gonna hang up now so we can drink the rest of this wine uh, in in peace and enjoy this Friday. Yeah, man. absolutely. Thank you guys. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for having us. Let me tell my story. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Man. It was great to hear. Until next time. Yeah.